1: Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Our guest today had several severe injuries from a work-related accident, and after being on pharmaceutical medications for more than 20 years, the side effects were wreaking havoc with his body. Then it was discovered he had bladder cancer. Here to tell us his story is Jack Kungle from Ontario, Canada. Jack, good of you to join us. Thanks very much for this.
2: How are you doing today?
1: We're great. Jack, take us back to the day you had your work accident and tell us exactly what happened.
2: I was a welder at a uh, processing plant and uh, a bunch of steel was about to fall and it was going to land on my legs and feet. And so in order to slow the impact down, I uh, caught it with my uh, hands and it tore my rotator cuffs, both bicep tendons. It took my leg out, but I had already had uh, a previous injury with my leg where I had snapped it up and tore the meniscus tendon and crucial ligament, and I was already wearing a leg brace for 17 years. I was no longer able to work after that injury, so I was put out to pasture in 1990. So over 20 years, I I was on uh, different pharmaceuticals. I was on OxyContin, morphine, the fentanyl patch before it was given out as a script. The vomiting started because of the chemical toxicity that I I had. So by the time it was all said and done, now I had high blood pressure, my cholesterol was high, I had gained uh, weight, I became diabetic, and I couldn't keep any food down. I lost my teeth from vomiting. And then along came uh, bladder cancer. And over that 20 years of of, uh, vomiting, 20 times a day, I broke four ribs over 300 times. Somebody, uh, a friend of mine had crossed my path and told me that I need to uh, start to vaporize and ingest cannabis that uh, he says, uh, you're dying here, Jack. And that was from the chemical toxicity. And at that time, I didn't realize I was already battling cancer at that time. I hadn't started to ingest the cannabis yet. I just started to vaporize, and it had cut my cannabis consumption down by 75% through how efficient the the vaporizer worked. And so then he had asked me if I had started to ingest the capsules yet that he had left me, and I said, no, I I hadn't. And so I started to ingest these cannabis capsules, and there was just decarb cannabis that was put in size zero capsules, over the period of six months, I got off every single medication that I was on. I had no intention of getting off the medications. I was taking it for pain. And then slowly one by one by one by one, every single medication until so now I was going I was on maximum metformin for my diabetes medication, meaning I was going on to the needle. So now I take absolutely nothing. I take out my I just had a perfectly clear bill of health. My cholesterol was perfect, my blood pressure was perfect, everything. My blood sugar was perfect, and now since February the 11th of 2011, I was diagnosed with uh, terminal bladder cancer.
1: Okay, before we get into the bladder cancer, I I just want to go back to some of the medications you were on, because you were on a whole list of medications. Yes. You were on OxyContin, Morphine, Toradol.
2: fentanyl, yep, the fentanyl patch. I was chewing... uh, as many Tylenol for uh, uh, as I could keep down because uh, the, the I was I was in so much pain. Nothing worked. All of that you know, all those medications do is they numb the head. Is all they do. The pain is still there. Uh, you develop a tolerance, and and that's it. And and they can pump as much of that into you uh, as they want. It doesn't help.
1: How many visits to therapy did you have over the years?
2: Oh my God, I had the most visits I had uh, five hundred and in, uh, in in one straight run five hundred eighty four visits. five hundred and
1: eighty four did the drugs or therapy help you at all?
2: the uh, not the drugs no no the therapy did and what they were doing is they, they I would literally hold on to the table and then they would take the seatbelt and they would wrap it around my arm and they would do a figure eight around their shoulder and they would lean back and they would stretch my arm because I couldn't lift my arms. And they would stretch my arm to the point where they could wrap, wrap it around my head. And then once they did that, I got to use my hands and arms for maybe two three hours after the session. And after that, everything would go back to gridlock.
1: All the medications you were on, did the doctors say anything to you about the quantity of drugs that you were taking?
2: They gave them to me.
1: But surely they must have said, listen, you're on far too many medications, we have to take you off some of them. But no?
2: You would think, wouldn't you?
0: But instead they probably said, have another.
2: Well, this this is what it is. You know, once one doesn't work, so now you add this to that. If that doesn't work, we'll continue to take this, and we're going to add this to your regime. Right. and you see that the the bottom line is that the the body is quite a, an amazing an amazing thing. And I discovered that when the cancer came, I was diagnosed with terminal bladder cancer. And so this is what I did. <clears throat> that I uh, and I was already ingesting cannabis. So I figured I had the cancer for about six years because. It felt like my back was broken. Hey, they told me I had herniated disc, pulled muscle, you're old, live with it. you know? And so for I'd get up in the morning and I had two, uh, three two-liter uh, Pepsi, Pepsi bottles frozen out all the time. And I would put them on my back where the chair that I would sit. And I would sit out like that until I went to bed. That's how, how bad the pain was. And then finally, when I passed all the blood from the bladder cancer, well, whoa, we got a problem here now, Houston. So when I went to the doctors, and then this is, this is uh, uh, what, what, what happened here. I, I handed in that my, my, the bottle that I peed in, and uh, six weeks later, I, I, I'm phoning to see what happened, and then he told me that if there was a problem, that they would have contacted me.
0: Well, I would think blood in the urine would, uh, you would think indicate I that had, there's like, something you know, amiss. I mean, it was
2: like I had slashed my wrist. This is how much blood... And it wasn't until a friend of mine that works there, she come back from vacation, found the bottle, you know, and, and like this, it was terrible. And she asked if I was still peeing blood. Yes. And then, bam, I, 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 she says, get in here. Three days later, I had an ultrasound. Five days later, I was in Windsor to see the urologist. And then uh, two days later, I had an ultrasound. And then this is what they did. And then they come back and said, here you go. This is what you got. Then I learned about the cannabis and the oil, so I pounded myself with the oil.
1: How did you learn about the cannabis oil?
2: Well, it started, uh, my, my friend from, uh, the he used to live here in town. He moved out to uh, the East Coast because he wouldn't let him have his chickens here. He had sent me the, uh, the running from the, <clears throat> excuse me, running from the cure video. And uh, I was familiar with cannabis and, you know, and familiar with uh, cannabis oil, but for uh, more of a recreational reason. And so when I started to uh, look at this video and started listening here, and so then what I did is from there is, okay, I got to do this. So I got as much cannabis oil into me as I possibly could. And the cancer was gone for a year. Then it came back. So I consumed a lot of cannabis oil and so the missing link of what everybody needs to understand here cannabis isn't like the oil in this isn't the magic bullet that's the easy part the hard part is making the lifestyle change necessary to save your life you see this is what happens when a cancer cell develops it develops insulin receptors so any type of fructose glucose dextrose any types of sugar that you put in goes directly to feed that cancer cell. A cancer cell also depends on methionine. Highest concentration of methionine is found in red meat, dairy products, eggs, chicken, and fish. Now I'm going to give you some numbers to it. Red meat has 180 units of methionine. Dairy products, 195 units of methionine. Eggs have 240 units of methionine. Chicken has 460 units of methionine and fish is off the charts with methionine. So to somebody that has cancer, those foods are deadly. That's what cancer-smelling dogs smell is methionine. All cancer gives off methionine gas. Cancer cells thrive in an acidic environment. So because I never changed my lifestyle, I never changed anything. I just pounded it with the oil. It bought the cancer off for a bit. But it came back because I didn't change anything. Once I changed everything in my life, and then I had results. So you Next got... exactly you... what happened because I came up with this, you know, so I don't eat any red meat. I don't eat anything what I just told you there. And this is the healthiest I've ever been in my life.
1: How much cannabis oil were you taking?
2: I was taking at one time almost five grams of oil a day when I was just taking the oil.
1: Five grams. Did you get high? No. Seriously.
2: See the high passes. See, this is what everybody needs to understand, you know. Everybody's worried about the high. The high is the least of your concerns. You're dying.
0: Amen. Yeah.
2: You know, that's the least of your concerns, and I don't understand. People I don't like how it makes me feel. Well, you like how the chemo's making you feel? Do you like the vomiting that you're going through? Do you, you like, you know? So I do not understand because cannabis has had for the last 75 years this picture painted, so it's very difficult to remove that picture, the stigma that's in, that's implanted in everybody's head. You know what everybody needs to understand? This plant has been here, and cannabis oil has been here so long that that's what the three wise men brought baby Jesus. They brought cannabis oil which is cannabis oil, frankincense oil, and myrrh oil, and that's the Holy Trinity. That's what the Bible's about, that right there. And that will cure just about any sickness on the planet.
1: Nobody's ever died from it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, Jack, when you were given the diagnosis that you had bladder cancer by the doctors, what did they tell you? Did they recommend chemo and radiation?
2: Yes. Yes
1: and what did you tell them?
2: No, no, I allowed them to give me uh, uh, BCG which is the uh, calmette clementicurin, which is the tuberculosis virus, and that was injected into my bladder to stimulate an immune response, and so my bladder isn't where my immune system responded, so I broke out into this rash outside of my body, and I had it for a year and a half I, there was times I, I have a an eight-piece band. There was times I couldn't play with the band. I couldn't go outside into the sun. I saw three different skin specialists and every single one of them gave me a different story. And I said, it happened when you did this. So I took pictures of my rash and I went to another guy in the garage and I said, hey, am I allergic to my cannabis? He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, oh my, Jack. He says, those are acid burns. He says, everything touching you is burning and you like acid. The water you're washing and the clothes you're wearing, the food you're eating. He says, you're acidic. This is why you got cancer. And this is when I zeroed in on the diet. So I went in and I made this smoothie up. And it's an alkaline smoothie. I had that rash for a year and a half. And in nine days after drinking that smoothie, it was gone. So all of a sudden, I realized we tripped on to something here. So I started to ask some questions in on a, on a group that I belong to. And I started to ask about, does anybody have these rashes? And oh, my God, yes, yes. Corey, you might have even gone through that rash when you were going through stuff.
0: No, I didn't. I didn't. But um, I've certainly heard of it before, yeah.
2: Yes, and that's that's the acidic rash. That, that should tip you off right then and there that that's why you
1: have cancer. So you made this smoothie and I've been on uh, your blog and looked at the ingredients. Man, you have a lot of ingredients in it. It's, it, yes. it, it it looks it's great. Life. It's life life yeah. in a jar. No, abso- absolutely
2: absolutely. All I can tell you is is that's the best thing that you could do even if you're not sick. That's the best thing that you can do for yourself. You see, our biggest mistake is we've all been trained that we we need to eat meat. We don't have teeth like dogs, man. This is all you need to understand. Like, uh, and uh, a carnivore's intestines is three times their body length. Ours is ten. There's a reason for that. This is why we have such rates of colon cancer and everything like that. And see, what everybody needs to understand and all the dementia and everything that that we have is because the sugar industry pointed the finger at the fat industry and said it's your fault that everybody's sick. And so when they remove the fat out of everybody's diets, and what happens? We need the fat to make everything bioavailable to ourselves. So then come the salt people because the salt that we have, this iodized salt, is absolutely nothing in it. So now they remove the salt in our diets and all the nitrates and all the the preservatives in, in in the foods. And so now this depletes the mylar layer. Now you lose communication with amongst the cells and then stuff just goes south. Nothing works. Nothing can function. There is no communication.
1: When they injected this tuberculosis virus into your bladder, what did it do to your prostate?
2: To the prostate?
1: Yeah.
2: The the nothing to
1: the prostate. Oh I thought you had an issue with your prostate.
2: Yes, yes I did. But through the because through the suppositories. See this is how I did it. I ingested it, and I inhaled it. I used cannabis every which way that I that, that I could. So I did suppositories also. And so that's what that's what addressed it. So, yeah, so now I have absolutely no issues. The only issues that I have now is because of so many systems of going up and looking in with the camera, uh, in behind the penis is a muscle there, and just before you get into the bladder is another muscle there. So those two muscles are damaged, and I deal with scar tissue all, all, all the time, so it always restricts the urine flow. Oh. Okay. So, see, the, the prostate now... Doesn't That was no longer an issue. Now it's scar tissue to deal with, and then hopefully uh, my, uh, I have my last visit coming up here, and that's it. I'm done.
1: So you started taking uh, the cannabis oil, you, you, and you developed this rash, which you got rid of with your smoothie, and people, mm-hmm. people can find that on your blog. Uh, how can people find that?
2: I Actually, a friend of mine uh, made a webpage for me, uh, jackcungle.com.
1: K-U-N-G-E-L okay they can find the the recipe for the smoothie there
2: yes and so within lots of information there for uh, everything that you need to do to uh, like serapitase you you know acetylcholine and and everything and explains and like backdoor medicine uh, emotional causes of cancer like a lot of people don't realize how deep you have to look so uh, for for myself uh, the the, uh, it goes all the way back for me uh, uh, as a child for something that i had kept in and being being raped by my uncle hey so it all reared its head all at the same time the cancer the nightmares hey and so th- that those kind of things if you keep them in there that's where those type of cancers develop down in the lower organs right hey? so stress and, and and everything it feeds it feeds that you have to address uh, when, when you're addressing your sickness you got to address it from all From all ends, mentally, spiritually, physically, and spiritually, I don't mean God. I mean, you need to, you're going into your own intestinal fortitude, like your soul, your higher power, because there's nobody coming down to do this. You have to. And like I said, in doing the lifestyle change is the hardest thing that you're ever going to do.
0: Yeah, and and I'm so glad that you've brought this up, Jack, because, you know, um, cannabis oil is wonderful and it can work some real miracles, but it isn't you know, a cure-all. You need to make a holistic change, your yes, entire oh, absolutely. self. Absolutely,
2: I work hard every single day in order to remain healthy. Yeah. My maintenance dose, I still take a couple grams of oil.
1: Jack, why do you think you don't get high from, from the oil? See, you reach a point.
2: It's like it's like anything else. It's like uh, you can drink one beer, you can drink five beers. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like anything else and so but what actually happens hey, you see now the high is feeling good. Mm-hmm. So you see, I still have all my other health issues that I need to deal with. so once see the, the, the difficult that people have is getting through the high It's like you're gonna, you're going through the snowstorm and when you come out the other side, the visibility it's crystal clear, but you gotta go through it.
1: When you were diagnosed with bladder cancer, and did you tell the doctors what you were going to do? Absolutely. What did they say?
2: He said, well, it's my choice. Uh, and uh, he did uh, what he needed to do and, and did what I needed to do. And then when the cancer had come back, so he said, now the bladder has got to come out. So now I've already had passed my expiry date. So now it took uh, another uh, seven months to go see the doctor now that he's sending me to to have my body parts removed. And I told him, I said, no, I said, I just need to do this. I said, I I had uh, just learned this. I said, everything's going to be go, but you do what you need to do. So when I got to uh, London at that hospital to that doctor, and uh, we got into a big argument because he didn't want to go in and have a look, eh? And then I told him, I said, I had treated myself. I said, I had treated the endocannabinoid system. He said, and he corrected me. He said, excuse me, Mr. Kungel. He says, says, if you're going to use those words, he says, it's called the endocrine system.
0: (laughs) I love it. And
2: this is my exact words to him. And he goes, really? I guess you didn't get the memo that day when they talked about the endocannabinoid system, the most important system in the body. I said, no. it makes me wonder, how did you actually become a doctor? <laughs>
1: Perfect. <laughs> oh, boy. You're, those are fighting words. Oh, it
2: was because I was, hey, I'm fighting for my life here. Yeah. And when he told me that he didn't have to go in and look, they already did seven months ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's my bladder. I said, it's not yours. Then he asked me for the list of medications. I, I says, oh, I says, okay. I said, give me a piece of paper. So, I wrote down all the medications that I was on. I said, and I made sure that the paper, that I wrote it big enough it covered the paper. And I said, I need one more page. And he said, there's more. I says, hey, I said, this is your system, not mine. I said, this is what your system put me on. And I said, and I'm going to show you my system. And then I wrote cannabis across the other one. I said, there. I said, I replaced all those medications with this. And he said, well, that's just anecdotal information. And I said, well, Jacob Anecdotal Pungle is sitting in front of you right now. I said, ask me any type of question you want. I said, the problem is, I said, you people never want to talk to us. I said, here I am. Wow. So I reached wow. in my pocket, and they pulled out my meter. I'm di- Like I said, I was diabetic, and my blood sugar numbers, I said, I could never keep under 12, 13. I pulled that meter out, and I started clicking numbers, and he turned away. I said, hey, hey, hey. I said, this is my office visit here. I said, you need to look here. And I said, do you know what 1,000, 2,000 milligrams of metformin is? And he says, i do not familiar with that medication. I says, well, I said, that's diabetes medication. I said, that means I'm maxed out. I said, I'm going on the needle. And I says now, I says my insulin numbers are perfect. My blood sugar is 5.4, 5.8, 5.7 all the time. And like I said now, I take absolutely nothing to control any of everything that I had, just my cannabis, that's it, and my diet.
1: So you were talking to a doctor who had no knowledge of metformin?
2: He would not know what that medication is because he wouldn't be dealing with that.
1: Yeah, he's a specialist. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, he's a specialist. So mm-hmm. like he's he's the guy that removes the, would be he would remove the bladder. He would remove, like, a kidney or, or your liver or one of those. That's what he does.
1: Did he kick your rear
2: end out of the office? Well, when he – no, 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 no. He didn't kick me out. Absolutely not. Finally, he turns the book around and he slides it over and he points down there. And Dr. Decla had already told him that I was going to be an interesting patient. But <laughs> he agreed. See, I played Santa Claus at Christmas time, and this was just before uh, December. And I said, Yeah, I said, You're not going to go in and look. And I said, You need to go after Christmas. I said, I play Santa Claus. So we went in at February, and it was uh, actually three days before my birthday. And I always love how this, this ship, pardon my French, this stuff works out. Eh? And uh, that's when he went in and looked, and it was gone. And then he leans over me. I'm still leaning on the table, and he leans over puts his hand in my chest, and he says, Mr. Kungle, I suggest you continue to do what it is that you're doing. Amen. I, I said, it's called the endocannabinoid system, Doc. You can say it. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you.
1: Yeah, you, yeah, were, you, were you are see, an interesting patient.
2: Once you take your life into your own hands, you come to realize, you know, you're the most powerful person in the room. You, you need to understand that, and it's very sad that like, when you go into the room and you know more about your sickness than he does, that's the problem I have.
1: Jack, I want to read for listeners some of the things that cannabis has done for you uh, since you've been taking it. You said your pain has gone from 9.5 out of 10 every day to a 3. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, you stopped throwing up after 20 years in the same day you started, and you, yes. haven't, you haven't gotten sick since. No. You could sleep for the first time in 20 years without the yes. feeling of your arms being ripped off. Yep. Yep. Uh, you also say, I couldn't lift my arms over my head. It's uncomfortable now, but you can do it.
2: Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that happened. I had to assist. If I was going to pick something up above shoulder, I, I had to take my my hand and lift, lift my arm up. So I'm going to do that, and all of a sudden... I realized, look where my arm is. I'm already past the point, and I, and I didn't even know what happened. And that is what is so cool with cannabis, because like everybody expects stuff to happen overnight. You didn't get sick overnight. This stuff doesn't happen overnight. It's so gradual, but it will do exactly what you need it to do. And this, the best part of it is, I look at it like this way. And if you look at what it says on. Uh, on, uh, when you go to, to the, the web page there, it says, you're the computer, run the program, and that's cannabis. See, this is how I look at it. You're the computer, and cannabis is our antivirus. You ingest cannabis, it just goes to where stuff isn't working.
1: Yeah, another thing you have here is you had a gradual weight loss uh, in three years of 46 pounds. I'm at, I'm at 62 now. 62 pounds, wow. Yes. Wow, well, good for you. Yeah. And uh, you talked about your blood sugar. It's in the normal range. Yes. Uh, you haven't had a cold or flu in a number of years.
2: Yes. Well, I have one of my band members. You guys will like this. He's one of the uh, – there's actually, there's eight of us, and four of us are licensed medicinal users. Two have MS, and the other one has osteoarthritis. And uh, the, the, the one fella, uh, he was just here. I was hoping that uh, he would still be here when you called so, so you could actually talk to him. And uh, he was one of the first 700 people in Canada that had a Section 56 to, uh, allowed to use cannabis 27 years ago. And he was paralyzed from the neck down with his MS, and now he he couldn't feed himself. And now the guy plays in my band.
1: Wow, boy, we'd love to yeah. talk. We'd love to talk to him. Yeah, yeah,
2: we uh, we can we can we can arrange that. Okay, we can arrange that. Another thing that cannabis phenomenal phenomenal person
1: great. Another thing that cannabis did for you said the fissure cracks in my feet that would bleed and need medical attention went away and they're soft. Yes. So it does wonders for your skin. Yes. Uh, The moles and warts and skin tags started to fall off. Yes. And your diabetic nerve pain is gone. Yes. You sound almost like a normal person. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what my last report said. Uh, it was normal
1: <laughs> Does so you
2: realize you have no idea what that means to somebody that i mean for, for so long, you know the, your blood pressure, your diabetic, this, that, the other thing you can't function and you know and when pain is all you think about, you know it, it gets very, very, very tiring. So, and then all of a sudden, you know, and it's just so gradual. And like I say, I, I I I can't praise this plant enough. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. Do- like I say, it's the only thing on the planet that we're hardwired for. Nothing else. We have the CB1 and CB2 receptors. The CB1 receptors, they're the ones that it runs our organs. The CB2 is our immune system. Our immune system is between our pie hole and our butthole. hole. You see, our gut floor is where it all happens. and. When our gut flora is awry, this is where the cancers come from. And so as soon as you're on any type of antibiotic or anything like that, that has killed the gut flora. So now when the gut flora is gone, your immune system is toast. So something so simple as this is fermented food. So like your sauerkraut, your kimchi, your kombucha, the kombucha, the uh, kumbacha, which is fermented beet juice. So in four ounces of sauerkraut, there's 16 trillion probiotics for your guts, man. And so once you start to get that, stuff just starts to function in the body. It's it's simple, but nobody tells you this because it's like this. If you see it on TV, you don't want to eat it.
1: One of the things that I've noticed is that people don't want to make, and this is a generalization, people don't want to make changes in their life until they get ill. And then they want, yeah. a, then they want a quick fix. They want some. medicine.
2: yes, but then sometimes it's too late. It's very difficult, you know, um, for because of what I learned in that, and uh, so I help people when they go to the doctor, and I help them go to, to find a doctor to get legal. And how the, the the problem is nobody knows what to do with their cannabis. They're just here. You go here's your script. They hand him the cannabis and out the door they go. So now here's somebody that's. Let's, let's just pick somebody that's 65 years old and they've never seen this before in their life. So now all they know is smoke it. Mm-hmm. That's all they know. And you see, when you smoke it, just so you know that smoking has absolutely nothing to do with you getting high whatsoever. That's just a byproduct of the, of the fire that happens. So when you inhale, it's just the heat that, that passes through the rest of the cannabis that vaporizes the THC. So this is why when you... Uh, when you vaporize, it's so effective because you have the leftover product and 99% of the cannabinoids are still in the product. That's pretty cool. You
1: get to use it two times. Do you only vape now or do you take the oil as well? I use it every which way I can. Okay. Have you ever juiced cannabis?
2: Yeah, it's in my smoothie.
1: Yeah. What does that taste like?
2: Tastes like you're eating a leaf, but it's in so much
1: stuff. <laughs> Tastes like a salad.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, but you see, in my smoothie also, I, I, I throw in a, a, a tablespoon. In I think it weighs like three or four grams of uh, decarb cannabis. I throw in my smoothie every day. That would knock most people's socks off, and I drink that in the morning, and that doesn't include now the coconut oil extract that I'm going to ingest and in that during the course of the day and vaporization. But it's like this. I can function. I can walk. I couldn't walk. I couldn't go anyplace. And my goodness, now I'm out walking three, four miles a day. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, it must be a remarkable feeling for you to know what you were and know what you are today.
2: Oh, it's incredible. You know, it really, really is. And especially the, like the, the my, my friends that have watched mm-hmm. and saw the change. And what what happens when when you go through all this and and cannabis, it helps decalcify the pineal gland and then, like, it removes the veils from everything. You know, you, you see through everything now and everything is just so crystal clear. And for me, what it is, the object of the game here is just eat it. This is all you need to do. And if everybody just starts to eat it, you, nobody would ever be sick. My friend Steven there, the guy for twenty-seven years hasn't had a flu or cold in twenty-seven years. What's that tell you?
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Should change that Michael Jackson song "Beat It" to "Eat It." Just yes. to eat it.
2: <laughs> yes,
1: absolutely,
2: absolutely. I,
1: I won't sing you know, it.
2: But... And when you when you when you talk to somebody you know that that has been in chronic pain for you know forty years, and and I've shown him how to make the coconut extract, you know, and four days later they phone you up and they say oh my god this is the first time I slept in 20 years I know what it's like because I was there
0: yeah, yeah. and you know you, there's been such a transformation in yourself and what's wonderful is that you're passing on your knowledge to other people and helping them to transform their lives
2: it doesn't cost anything to share knowledge
0: no
1: did the two of you know each other uh, did you know Jack Corey prior to uh, his recovery yes
0: yes yeah, I did, didn't I, Jack? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we skyped. Yeah. Do
1: you notice a, yeah. a change in him?
0: I didn't know him that well, but yeah, definitely. He, um he's been born, he blossomed. Yes. <laughs> he blossomed. <laughs> he blossomed.
2: Yeah, actually, exactly. Exactly.
0: Jack, appreciate this. It's very
1: good of you to tell your story and we hope it helps others and uh, it's very informative. Thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. Thank you, Jack.
1: Before we sign off, I'd just like to say that this is the Christmas season, and I hope you think of Corey and myself at Cannabis Health Radio. If you'd like us to continue with these podcasts, please go to our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and make a donation, make a pledge. As I've mentioned before, and Corey has mentioned before, the donation can be big or small, a one time donation or a monthly donation. $3 is the monthly donation minimum, the price of a cup of coffee. Whatever you like, all donations are greatly appreciated and help us in our mission to help others. Wherever you are in the world, thank you very much for your support and thank you for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website. CannabisHealthRadio.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.